just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I like that Christian revolution. This I, I could just adopt that. This is the home of the Christian revolution. Um, shout out to Brandon Jones for that wonderful open for the new year. Uh, but, you know, the idea of a Christian revolution, it, it's not uh, a social political thing. Uh, it's dealing with the things in our own lives that keep us from all that God has for us. And we're going to talk about some of those things some of those mindsets, some of those attitudes, some of those spirits, you could say, that that we humans struggle with. And I have a wonderful author with me today. Her name is Leslie Spees, and she has a book out, and you're going to like this title. I like it. It is called From Hot Mess to God's Best, and she is going to help us declutter the mess in our minds. And so I invite you to be a part. Judy, good to see you out there. Hope you're feeling better today. If you are watching live, you're invited to be a part of the conversation. If you haven't liked, followed, or subscribed, I would invite you to do that now. Maybe even hit share. Leslie, welcome to Life Today Live. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I guess, I, I, again, love the title of your book. Uh, what? Let's start with, before we get into the attitudes, let's start with this idea of a hot mess. I've heard that phrase, but what do you mean by that? Okay, well, I actually researched it a little bit to see where the term first came from. <laughs> and it, it actually, from way back in the day, came from hot food in the mess hall, um, which is kind of a, a fit because I'm a terrible cook. So, <laughs> but anyhow, the urban dictionary definition really is something like somebody who doesn't have their stuff together. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I imagine it's a little more colorful than that in their language. What made you feel like you didn't have things together? Okay. Well, uh, about five years ago, I kind of started the journey of um, starting to blog. Uh, and I was in a place in my in my life where I was a new empty nester. Mm -hmm. uh, my mind was going into overdrive. It had always been kind of crazy, but uh, it was just, you know, over the edge. Uh, I had a daughter that was in college that was struggling with some physical and mental health issues. And I was in a job that wasn't healthy for me. And I just generally felt like a hot mess. Mm -hmm. And I kept feeling a nudge that God wanted me to share my mess. Lucky me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so I had always enjoyed writing, like in my career, but had never thought about writing a book. I, I wrote proposals and white papers and articles and stuff like that. Um, so I wasn't sure, you know, how to go about getting started. So I started blogging uh, and I blogged about issues that I was struggling with. And in the blog post, I'd share steps that you can take to, to try to make progress in this area. And after a while, I had so many posts that uh, put it together in a book. It was my first book, Confessions of a Hot Mess from Mess to Message. And it was kind of a devotional format. It was 90 days of uh, a lesson. Um, and then um, started on my second book, uh, which was just released in November. And by the way, just for anybody that isn't an aspiring writer, uh, Leslie mentioned a couple of things that are great tips. Number one, write about what you know. That's one of the rules of writing. And, and number two, blog. It's free. 
and you'll you'll work your craft and you'll see what kind of response you get that's a sidebar that's not what we're talking about here in in the book leslie um you identify 12 of these attitudes these mindsets that that can really hold us back uh and, and clutter us and they i was looking through them and i was like yep uh i think everybody can find themselves in more than one of these uh mindsets in your list is there any one particular that that you were dealing with or that you've dealt with that uh, you know you've had to to not just face but work to overcome yes there there are actually i'll share two so one was i just kind of had this pervasive feeling that i wasn't enough mm. and i think i didn't even realize it was there until i started doing some of this work and becoming more self-aware and spending more time cultivating my relationship with the Lord. Um, but, you know, I discovered that was an underlying theme for me. And then the other is probably comparison. That's something that throughout my life has been pretty pervasive. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that first one, because I mean, <laughs> I, I, I could make the argument that scripturally we're not enough, you know, which is why we need Christ. Right. What's the what's the balance? What's the proper balance there? Because I, I do see a lot of Christians, they struggle with that. Uh, and mm -hmm. you got to realize that in Christ, he makes you enough and he loves you as you are, even while we were sinners. Uh, what, what, where did you find that balance in there between recognizing your own deficiencies that we all have and mm -hmm. the the completion that we have in Christ? Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because in the book, I actually say, you know, the reality is that none of us are enough mm -hmm. without Christ. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that I did um, was to identify some scriptures um, around how he sees me. And when I noticed that feeling um, coming about, then I would refer to those scriptures. And then understanding, you know, that really none of us are enough. We're all flawed. Um, we all need Christ. Um, quick question. Do you know if your book is available at books a million? Pamela wants to know. <laughs> um, I, I know it's available at most of the forums where books are sold. I would yeah. guess so. Um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. All right. Sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, well, to answer Pamela's question right now, you can uh, go to, you can find the book right there, uh, on the website, lesliespeace.com. Um, it, when we look at the idea of our own insufficiencies, um, I, I find that people that think that they are sufficient on their own are actually in a not in a good place. They're set up for failure. Uh -huh. uh, I've been listening to Andrew Murray lately, uh, and the idea of of abiding in Christ, the the, the need to stay in him on a daily basis as you were going through this awareness of of your own deficiency and yet your completion in him right mm -hmm. some tension in there mm -hmm. how much of the the daily need to go to god's word to find out who you are how he sees you and to stay connected to the vine how much of that became critical for you Mm -hmm. I think it, it was definitely critical to have quiet time and spend time in the word and in writing the book, you know, some of the things that you do are researching and looking at different sources and 
uh, and things like that. So that also um, was helpful, mm-hmm. I think. So who would you who would you say you are? Who is Leslie? Who would I say I am? According to how God says so you. <laughs> Which is not what I would have said a few years ago. I was talking over. What what did you say? I said, I'm a daughter of the king. I love it. I love it. And that awareness right there, I think, goes to the core of identity. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not what I would have said five years ago. I would have gone to my career or my roles in my life, mother, daughter, wife, those kind of things. And, th- and that's interesting, too, because that hit at the empty nest, and, and I find I'm, I'm, I'm right there, too. Uh, you know, we're just a uh, year and a half out of our youngest getting married and leaving the house. And I, I think that's a big deal, especially for women who are devoted as mothers when the children are gone. Yes. Yeah, it's been very difficult for me, and, and part of it is that both of my daughters have struggled a little bit. And they're both in their 20s now, and it hasn't been a real easy transition. Mm. Uh, where for me personally, um, I, I, it may be part of it's the generation and whatnot, but I felt like it was a lot smoother. Um, and once I went to college, my mother was somewhat freed of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> where that's not been the case for me. Yeah, and I'm sure COVID didn't help with that either. That kind of no, yeah, it didn't. That kind of wrecked a lot of my <laughs> Do you? Do you <laughs> I'm going another rabbit trail, but do you parenting adult children is like a whole other thing. Like they don't train you on that when they talk about parenting there. It's always the children, but adult children, it's like a whole other game. Yeah. I'm not very good at it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's hit, let's hit the other one because this is a big one too, uh, for all of us. Uh, and I, I think maybe women struggle with this a little more, but I don't know. And this is the idea of comparison. What, how, where did you find yourself? comparing yourself to other what was it was it sort of this fictional image of what a woman should be or what you should be or was it people in your community what what, what were you looking i think it's i think it's evolved over time i think in the in the book and i'll show my age on this but it you know i kind of thought back to when did this comparison thing start and you know i was pretty darn little i i coveted cindy brady's um (laughs) little ponytails (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and had a friend that had a uh, indoor pool and, you know, those kind of things. So it started early. And I think the things that I've compared myself on the um, categories have evolved over time. I would say here lately, you know, social media certainly does not help. It fuels the fire of comparison. So you see people whose families seem to be perfect. They're going on all these great vacations. <laughs> they seem to have it all together. And when you look at your life, and you think, well, uh, you know, what am I doing wrong? Uh, something's not matching up here. And of course, we know that people don't share their real personas out on those forums, or at least most people don't, unless you're a hot mess like me, and I do. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, um, so I think that has that has made it worse. Um, and those are some of the areas, and I think also in the area of um, career achievement, mm. you know, is another where I've compared Speaking. myself. Yeah. That, that, that's a big one. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, um, have you been in the, uh, have you worked full time through raising kids or is this something you had to go in and yes, out? Yes, I've been in the human resources field for my whole career. Um, and I now actually have just launched, um, a HR consulting firm. Um, it's really just me and a partner. 
um, who's coming in part-time, but uh, that's what I'm doing at at this point in my career. Yeah, well, and and when you're in business, there's a natural uh, comparison and competition. Uh, How do you separate that from your identity in Christ? Yeah, I'm not sure. I may I may kind of go around the world on answering this one, but um, I think that you know since I began the journey of blogging and writing and um, you know getting closer in my relationship with Christ, um, I have found my purpose. I think uh, or have been able to articulate my purpose and felt like I'm making a difference in other ways outside of my career. Mm-hmm. That's cool. uh, and then also you know a tie-in with my career because i'm certainly helping people um to meet their god-given potential through my career and then also that's my hope through through my writing and um website and all those things yeah do you do you view your professional role as ministry at all um not really uh, but I do, uh, I do think that that it's intertwined to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a lot of leadership training, and a lot of the values that I teach as part of that yeah. are Christian values. Yeah. Um, so I think there's little ways that you can weave it in um, without, you know, outright. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's not pro- it's not proselytizing. It's more leading by example. <laughs> That's right. And, um, you know, my my desire longer term with the HR consulting firm is to work with nonprofits and faith based organizations. Um, So hopefully we'll be able to make some progress to get there. Hmm. All right. We're talking to Leslie Spees. This is the book from Hot Mess to God's Best. Uh, Dealing with some of the attitudes that we all face at times, different times in our life and in different ways sometimes. As you've been talking about these things and writing the blog post, especially with the last book, what has anything jumped out at you that is really common out there uh, amongst your readers? Hmm, I think I do think that the the two that I shared, the not being enough and comparison, are big ones. Yeah. I think that for many of us, control mm-hmm. is. Uh, or lack of (laughs) is uh, is one of our strongholds. So I'd say that's pretty common. And I think uh, I talk about the fearsome foursome in the book, which what that is, is fear, worry, stress, and anxiety. Um, Certainly with all that's going in the world and post-pandemic, or I guess we're somewhat post-pandemic, you know, those have been huge issues for many of us. And mental health has most definitely taken a hit. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, is that is that something you you've dealt with, or you something you've seen with uh, with your adult children, or something just with the readers? How, what's been your All experience? Of All of it. Yeah. <laughs> all of that. I've yeah. dealt with it. I um, actually have two daughters and two stepdaughters. They're all in their twenties. They have all. Hopefully, they won't watch because I'll tell on them. But they all have issues with anxiety. Um, you know that have surfaced over time. Um, and I think just most people generally in the world are struggling to some extent right now. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very common. I mean, no, no shame in that, but yet if you're in the church, uh, you might feel some shame, whether it's 
real or self-imposed. Um, mm-hmm. How did you, did you, did you struggle with that when you're, when you're putting your own struggles down on paper or on you know, uh-huh. on the blog post, did shame ever kind of come in and go, mm, yeah, you don't want to do that? A few times, but surprisingly, not much. Um, you know, I've always been one of those people that has felt comfortable being transparent. And I almost feel like it's kind of my mission in life mm-hmm. to um, to let people know that it's okay to struggle with these things and that, you know, there's some things that you can do, um, to strengthen your relationship with the Lord and move forward. But we're human. We're always going to have some of these struggles and it's okay. And it's okay to admit it. You know, what's funny is people that deal with, I mean, some pretty dark things at times. I've talked to so many of them and consistently they say, you know, I was terrified to talk to someone about this, whether it's one-on-one, because sometimes that's, oftentimes that's where you need to start, or eventually publicly about this. But I mean, I, I, I guess the people who didn't have this experience wouldn't come out and tell me this, but I hear over and over that they go, when I did, I found far more acceptance and far more freedom than I ever dreamed was possible. Yeah, and I do feel like it's been a little bit freeing because anytime I do something um, stupid or goofy now, I just say I'm a hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Um, another thing that you do talk about, and I want to hit this because this is this is a huge one. Um, people that have been hurt by others, oftentimes cruelly, oftentimes abusively. Uh, that's that's an unfair. Uh, thing. They didn't do it to themselves. They didn't do anything to deserve it, mm-hmm. but it can be very, very damaging. How, how, what do you see when you look at people who have experienced past hurts or maybe who are still walking through it now? Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure I understand the question, but. Well, um, one of the things, you know, when you talk about, um, rejection uh uh-huh. right things like that uh the, uh-huh. the hurts it can lead to a martyr syndrome you talk about in a lot of cases oh, right. um, okay. I, i'm just curious what if, if you've walked through any of that with either yourself or with others mm-hmm. yes i have mm-hmm. um I've, I've been on the earth a while so <laughs> i mean i think we're all going to at some point right <laughs> But I'll share, I, I was in a emotionally abusive relationship um, for, for quite some time. And, uh, you know, really by the time that I reached the end of that relationship, I've kind of hit rock bottom with my self-confidence and all of those things because it just kind of chips away at you and right. you don't even realize that it's happening. Um, and actually, that's kind of my testimony that I didn't grow up in the church. Um, but that's when I found Christ in my life, Mm -hmm. uh, was at the end of that relationship. Um, and then another example, um, in 2021, um, I lost a very close family member to suicide. Mm. Um, so walking through that has just been very, very, very challenging. Um, if I didn't have my faith, honestly, 
I'm not sure how I'd made, I would have made it through. And that's part of the reason that, you know, I want to share with others and hopefully bring people to faith that don't have it. Um, my family member that I lost didn't have it. Um, so, uh, you know, just a couple of examples of right. challenging. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I was talking about because those are, those are not just examples. Those are, those are very, very difficult things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and there's some, someone, you know, at least one person online who's walking through that right now, uh, having lost a loved one to suicide and it all starts in the mind for, for those who, who spiral downwards. Um, and, and that's where you're addressing these issues. But I guess what I'm, what I'm wondering is how you got through it. You say your faith got through it, but I mean, that that's hard for someone who's walking through it right now to grasp. You know, they may say, I have faith, and I don't know how I'm going to get through it. I, how did how do you get through those? <laughs> yes, most definitely. I, I did some counseling. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think that, you know, a, a good Christian counselor can be extremely helpful. It was helpful for me. Um, admittedly, I'm, I'm still struggling. Hmm. I have um, PTSD as a result. I need to go back to counseling to deal with some of that. Um, but you know, uh, with time, things do improve. Um, so I think the, the counseling and spending time with the Lord and then supportive friends and family members are, um, key. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I absolutely agree. And if anybody's going through that, I would encourage you to seek some good, godly, wise counsel, not to straighten you out, but to walk with you. Um, yeah. Well, I would love for your listener that reached out if uh, he or she wants to connect with me, um, that it might be help, helpful for us to chat. We might can help each other. <laughs> okay. So, well, and, and I, I was distracted because I was reading reading her comments. But yeah. yeah, if she wants to connect with you, again, there's the website right there, lesliespees.com. You can reach out to Leslie if you'd like to. Uh, with the situation with the, you know, the, a long-term uh, emotionally abusive situation. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you how do you get through something like that and not be bitter? I think I was so done by the end of it <laughs> that I was just thankful uh, to uh, you know to be emerging from that relationship. Mm. Um, so I didn't have too much of an issue. My parents were um, divorced and my mom held on. My mom has passed away now, but she held on to bitterness for 35 years, Uh even, you know, (laughs) and bitterness only hurts you. It doesn't hurt the other person. They typically don't care or even know Mm -hmm. that you're harboring bitterness. Um, You know, God forgives us for the stupid things that we do. So I think we uh, need to make every effort to forgive and um, and move past these things so that we can move towards God's best for our lives. Yeah. And it sounds almost trite, but it's, it's so true, uh, mm-hmm. because it, it just, it, it can wreck you. It will. I mean, all mm-hmm. sorts of terrible things yeah, come sure. that root of bitterness that scripture talks about is exactly right. Um, when, when you're getting out of that type of situation, um, is was is there any roadmap uh, out of that? Any 
any truths that can help lead you out of that kind of situation? Yeah, well, I'll share with mine that I, I definitely felt God's hand in walking me through it because I had um, it. It was a marriage and I had two small children and uh, he helped me to find, you know, perfect place for for me and my girls to live and uh, just just different things that I saw in the path to kind of help me get through. Um, so I think, again, you know, similar to the other situation we discussed, your faith is important. I think count in that situation, I think you really need some counseling mm -hmm. um, because you need, you know, you need that impartial person um, that can listen, perhaps provide you with some resources and advice. And it's just very helpful. And you've just got to build yourself back. Honestly, it takes time. Well, I think that's a key point because we want to quick out a lot of times, um, but time time only out. heals when you're moving in the right direction on a, mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Uh, how long did it take you to get to a place of peace? Gosh, I'd say in that situation, it probably took about a year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if someone's going through that, just be encouraged that, that mm -hmm. it is that, that day by day. How did you not slip into the martyrdom attitude? Because it, that, this is a very dangerous place to be and very easy, very justified. You could have mm -hmm. easily spent the rest of your life saying, well, I mean, I got reasons, right? Yeah. I think I, I kept kind of going back to seeing God's hand and, and helping me through, mm. um, which, you know, made me feel you know that there were positive things in the future and it kind of helped helped you know to avoid slipping into that yeah no that's good i mean this is where the rubber meets the road people so this is good let's say i appreciate it from hot mess to god's best we started by defining the hot mess how do you define god's best uh, i think it would be kind of living the life that god meant for us is really how i would define it um so I feel like as we walk through life, at least in my situation, I don't think I was born with all this stuff. <laughs> I think that life experiences mm -hmm. and disappointments and things like that um, kind of contributed to um, these issues emerging in my life. And, uh, you know, kind of the premise behind the book is that if we can shed some of those things that we're, uh, we've accumulated and live the life that God meant for us to live. Yeah. That's, that's so good. That's hope. Uh, and one of our viewers says, thank you for sharing your story. And I will thank you for sharing your stories. Is there anything you want to add before I let you go, Leslie? I don't think so. I would <laughs> love, um, I would love if, you know, listeners would follow my website and my book is available on my website and on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and most of the sites where you can buy books. Good. Check it out. And if you want to go a little further, towards God's best. If you feel like you are a hot mess, then this is one for you. And if you know somebody that needs some encouragement, hit that share button and let them know that there is hope. Whatever you're walking through, yes, sometimes it does take time. And it very often, if not always, it helps to have somebody walking with you. So don't be afraid to reach out and say, look, I'm a hot mess. Will you help me walk through this? Because I think you'll find that a lot of people will be very happy. And a lot of people say, I am a bit too. Let's walk together. Leslie, again, thank you. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being willing to talk about some of these difficult things. 
and appreciate you guys out there watching. Come back. We've got more for you right here next time on Life Today Live. to believe him, to receive him, and to receive the healing from body, mind, and soul.